Breaking the stigma of addiction. This is Zach's life, a story of love, addiction, loss, grief, and recovery. Reflecting on Zachary Horton and others in our community, both, both inside, inside and outside of, of their addiction. addiction. Hosted by Jim Horton of the Zachary Horton Foundation. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Jim Horton. I'm here with Michael Edgar today. Michael, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It is so great to have you here. Uh, Michael, you and I met uh, a few weeks ago. You are the proprietor of the Mug Community Coffee Shop here in my neighborhood. Yes, that, yes, I am. So, uh, so tell me, Michael, did you just wake up one day a few years ago and said, man, I love coffee and I want to just make a cup of coffee for everyone. <laughs> you know, it's funny you asked me that because I've actually, there's a book written about this that uh, just because you love coffee doesn't mean you should go into the coffee business. Um, no, I actually, it was the people, the community that made me want to go into business for myself to actually uh, bring people together. So tell, I mean, talk about that a little more. What, what, what does that mean? The the people. Well, I believe that there's a, a, a community out there that um, believes that everybody has their own little community that they belong to. And I'm, I look at everything collectively. I think the whole community is better off together. So, um, you know, we, I don't like divisions amongst people, whether it be race, uh, uh, politics, you know, financials, whatever it is, I believe that, you know, all those things that we use to divide us is, is all silly to me. And there's more that actually brings us together. And so I wanted to create a place that brought people together. Well, and, and I, and I know you've, you've uh, told me a little bit about your story before, but sure with our listeners, how did you see the community show up uh, uh, for you. So, so that's interesting. You want to bring that feeling to the community, but how did they show that to you? Yeah. So they actually, uh, during the pandemic, uh, you know, we had about seven months of having the business before the pandemic hit us. And then during that time, we were very fortunate that we were able to at least impact some people in the community to where that community came out to me to show that, you know, how important it was for them to have me in our community or have our business in the community. I don't want to say me, but it's the business. It's the concept behind the business. And, uh, and so we had people coming out just in numbers donating just to keep our doors open. Wow. So, and, and, and I mean, what an incredible story uh, that was. And, and I know that there were, there's a lot of stories that run the whole continuum yeah. of, uh, I mean, and how tragic the pandemic was uh, physically to some people. And then some people it didn't touch at all. Yeah. On businesses, some people were able to shift and, and pivot and create something wonderful, and so many just lost and just lost everything. But how wonderful that your experience through this, even though it, it sounds like it, it was very troubling, but yet you were able to see the best in people and the best in our community that came out and, and supported you. Yeah, you know what we had to do during that time, too, is turn the news off. We, 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 wow. we, our, uh, our reality was not everybody else's reality or our reality wasn't what the news was saying was reality. I was, you know, shutting that off because if I watched it, it would, it would drag me down. And the, the, the idea for our community to come into a business and have me just be just as negative as the world has been being, you know, in their eyes, uh, it would have been 
the opposite effect for us probably. We wouldn't have had the support. So I wanted to make sure that everybody walked in those doors, didn't know how hard it was for us. They, I wanted them to just know that we were there for them. Wow, and, and, and isn't that, I, I have seen that, I've heard some some very impactful speakers lately talk directly to that point of of, of the news. And, and, and you know, and, and let me say, my perception is that whichever side of the aisle you walk on, you know, wherever that channel is switched to, uh, they still, they still push an agenda. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and the way that they get, you know, in the old days, we say the way they sell newspapers, yep. right. The way they sell papers is to push the most obscene part of their, of that agenda yeah. to get people fired up, you know, on either side and, and, and get those people talking. And very seldom is it a discussion that brings people together, but it said, so more and more I'm hearing uh, speakers that are talking that really talk about just turning the news off. Yeah. Not even, not even, not even listening to that. Don't let th- that negativity become your reality. You, you have to. And, and by doing so, you change the narrative yourself. You get to change the, the conversation. And then the people that we get to talk to and, and share with ha- have a different mindset. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's uh, and that doesn't mean that they're still not, bad things happening in the world and some things shouldn't be changed or worked toward, but maybe that's not the predominant right factor yeah. that's, that's taking place. Yeah. I had to learn during that time that, uh, I, I wasn't put in this world to change the whole world or change our whole country. Uh, I'm here to try to make a change just right here in my community. Excellent. So, and, and speaking of that change, um, I, I want to get in a, a little later about, about how you're making part of that change in your small corner, in your coffee shop. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about how, how, how you got there. What has made Michael Michael today? What's different from Michael today than a decade or two ago? Oh, I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that can yeah. do it. D- yeah. Dude, that can have yeah. a big difference from a Friday night to a Saturday. <laughs> it most definitely <laughs> So yeah. in a decade, it can really have a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you go, go back uh, 12, 15 years ago. Well, I've been sober now for almost 12 years. And um, you, you go back to those days, and I was still about bringing people together, but it was in a whole different mindset and what I was trying to do during that time. Um, you know, I... Uh, lived my life around drugs and alcohol and, and, uh, and a party lifestyle. And, uh, it led me all the way up until a moment that I tried to take my own life and commit suicide. Uh, my wife actually saved my life, uh, found me, uh, and got an ambulance out there. Her and her and one of my childhood best friends, who's now my brother-in-law, uh, they both found me together and, uh, and saved my life. And, uh, and it was, uh, at that moment that I just knew, you know, coming out of the hospital and, and, uh, having a different mindset at that time, I knew I never wanted to go back to that lifestyle. It was just a trigger that was, that was, uh, clicked and, uh, never looked back. I just kept moving forward and, and fought to stay sober and, uh, just completely changed my lifestyle. So going into business for myself, um, I was actually, what got me the idea to do this was one day my wife and I were having dinner at Yosemite Ranch and it was a nice place. You know, we love eating there, but this night they put our table right by where the bar was and we needed my, my wife and I don't drink. We, uh, both have, you know, been sober for many years and, and as we're celebrating that night together, uh, 
everybody was, you know, intoxicated, loud and obnoxious, cussing. And um, it was no fun for us. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be nice if there was somewhere we can go and enjoy a good night out and not be around this, but still have entertainment in the background food. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so that's when I put the business plan together to open up my own cafe that was set for, you know, the purpose of being around people, enjoying entertainment, but yet not around alcohol. All right. That was a mouthful. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's that's yeah. that's good. And and you know, just how needed. And and I can say from from uh, from someone in my past uh, who has been on the uh, on that boisterous end of uh, of being loud and obnoxious. Uh, I can see how how disruptive that that would be if you just want to have a nice family evening together. Yeah. And and then there's times and and you're also and then there's times when. I haven't been that person, but yet I've been around that environment. And, you know, when you're not in the middle of the environment, it's just not any fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, that's that's why, I, that's why I go to bed early and I'm in bed by 9 o'clock now. Yeah. Right? I'm just not as much fun as I used to be. Or maybe I'm just uh, thinking a little more clearly, you know. Who yeah, knows? I don't think it's a matter of being <laughs> as fun or not. It, I think it's a matter of what we perceive to be fun now, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. So that's great. So so tell me, what are some of the things that, that you're doing uh so that, that you're doing at the mug? So, uh, again, I so I get the idea. There's a – again, you sell coffee, so – you know, short of uh, spiking the coffee, right? There's no, uh, so there's no alcohol right. uh, served or sold at, at your coffee shop, which right. comes. So what are the things that you're doing in the evening? So right now what we're doing is uh, we do uh, have other drinks that are not coffee related. Uh, you know, we do have our, our blended uh, smoothies. We have, uh, you know, refreshers. Uh, we're going to be adding some other uh, Italian soda, stuff like that to the menu as well, just for those evening events. But we, we have breakfast, we have lunch, we have, we're going to be adding a dinner menu to it now for our evening events that we're getting ready to hold, and right. we're going to be having a lot of fun. We Last week was our first uh, Thursday night comedy night that we had. Local Danny, uh, comedian Danny Minch came out and, and performed for us, kept it PG-13, you know? All right. Uh, family, in, you know, oriented. Uh, Friday nights are going to be called Sober Night at the Mug, which is very important to me, and it's just uh, uh, is bringing out all those who are going through recovery, been through recovery, thinking about going into recovery, just a place to remind everybody that we too can go out, we can have a good time on a Friday night like we used to, but not be in the bar, not be in a party, not be around the drugs and alcohol that we once were, um, and uh, and be around people that are like-minded. Yeah. And maybe wake up on Saturday morning, Wait, just wake up on Saturday yeah, morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And feeling, clear, yeah, and feel okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not feeling like you got an elephant sitting on your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and if I can, if I can also add, I, I know that that one of the ways that you and I connected with with uh, with our foundation is that we're going to be utilizing one of the evenings. Yeah. Uh, at at your shop. Uh, for a family support group. So, and, and I'll be talking more about that later, but that's going to be starting out in the middle of October on, on Tuesday evening. So there'll be some information about that at, at, uh, at your coffee shop. And so again, just to say the mug is located at the corner of, of Perrin and Champlain. Correct. 
right? Yes. Right right there next to Bobby Salazar's, and there's a Save Mart shopping center right there. The Fort Washington Square, Yep, I think, is what, the, is what the shopping center is called. Yeah, right there, right by Capania and Bobby Salazar's. Yeah, yeah and I've, I've had... I've had one of your breakfasts, several cups of your coffee, and everything is uh, everything is delicious. That's there too. So, have you tried my wife's pastries yet? I have not. See, that's my danger zone. <laughs> Once I start, I can't stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's me too. Yeah, I get. Before I left, she was baking some fresh peanut butter lover cookies. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll go back by. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's been uh, that, that's that's been so great to. Yeah. To see what's happening there, and to and to have some options, I know that as I've talked to different um, uh, different recovery centers, uh, different people, you know, leading you know leading programs here in town. One of the concerns is is that with with especially with young people, you know, they may go through uh, a medical detox that takes a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Then, if there's an inpatient, most insurances pay for 28 to 30 days mm-hmm. of, of inpatient. Then they're in an outpatient program. Well, now at this time, then they go to sober livings very often. Yeah. Uh, right. But but now, if there's no more insurance or there's no more uh, there's no more funds, there's no place else for these people to go, and even the ones that are in sober livings, uh, what we don't want them to do is go right back to the same lives that they lived before. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the same house, the same set of friends, the same set of phone numbers in your phone, yep, right. Then when stress happens, when uh, life comes at you the same way, because life doesn't end just because you get sober. No, no, it does no. not. <laughs> in fact, the only difference is now you got to deal with it w- without without what your solution was before, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, and and until you build that set of skill sets back up you know, then it's, it's very common to go to what, you know, is going to work, you know, and if that's grabbing the drink or grabbing the drug or whatever, or, or whatever it is, or calling up your friends that are still partying or still using. And man, all of a sudden, after a, a week of getting slapped in the face all week, going to a party do, doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. so having another option, yeah. Having something else that's out there, and having uh, uh, you know, be, being able to go to a comedy night, being able to go to a, a live music night on a Friday night, yeah, and and hang out with other people that that want to stay sober. What a, uh, I mean, what what a what a great concept. I I'm man, I'm really encouraged and 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 just hoping for the best that this is something that takes off. I'd love to see this spring up all over town in. Dozens of places. I would love that too. I, I do want to open up more community shops uh, throughout the city of Fresno and Clovis. Um, we are one of a kind. I don't think that there's any business out there like us. Um, I, I did that on purpose. You know, most people don't know that I'm a pastor. I keep it that way on purpose. I don't mind talking about it. But at the end of the day, I want everybody to feel welcome, loved on, and and welcomed in. And and that's a little bit different than other places that you go. You, you, um, you know when you come to the mug, nobody's treating you badly. Nobody's judging you. We don't care what you've gone through in life, what you look like. None of that matters to us. We, we just know that having a place that uh, unifies everybody from all backgrounds. And then also you, you talked about, you know, our old circles. It's changing your circles, changing your circle. That's, that's how I was able to do it, you know, was just not going back to the same friends that I hung out with before. 
Right. And I know for so many people in the recovery community, and, and I got to say this, and something that I find impressive, you, can, you just mentioned that you were a, a, a pastor. Yeah. So you let that cat out of the bag. Okay, yeah. So yeah. let me say it. But no one would know going into your coffee shop that it was a pastor owned. No. Right. It, it, you know, I mean, and, and not that there's anything wrong with that. If that's, if that's what someone wants to portray in their business, then that's fine. But I'm just saying, you don't walk in feeling like you're walking into a church. Yeah. Right. You yeah. feel like you're walking into a coffee shop. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is great. But, but for those people out there that connect with, with a, a more spiritual uh, background, mm-hmm. I mean, please speak to that f- for a moment too about what that meant. Cause I know for so many people in recovery, that is such a, well, in fact, the first step in the 12 step program, please go ahead and share that with yeah. everyone. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, when I talk about my becoming sober, it came through Christ. Um, I'm a, uh, being somebody that is, uh, my foundation is biblical. I stand on the word of God. And I believe that when the Bible says in Galatians 2.20 that uh, I have been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. That I, I live that out every day. I, I've had to program myself through the word of God reminding myself it's no longer me. Jesus himself has taken the bad things that I've done in my life, and he's nailed it to the cross with himself. He's given me a new life, and the, the life that I actually live now is because he himself dwells within me. And so, therefore, I can't go back to what I used to be because it is no longer me. And if I was to go back to who I used to be, then it was never real in the first place. And, uh, and so I, I stand really strongly in that. Um, because when we were filling ourselves with the drugs and alcohol, the things that we were doing in those life in those days, it was filling a, an unfillable void. It was a void that was, it was just going to continue to go. We, we, we fill ourselves up for a second and then it comes right back out. And I go back and want to get high again and get drunk again. And I keep filling myself up and it just goes right back out. Jesus was the only thing that was able to fill that void. So my new addiction became the Bible. I got into the Word of God even before people started teaching it to me. I just fell in love with it, and it became my new drug, my new addiction, was just filling myself up with the Word of God, and guess what? It never left me. It just kept filling up and filling up and filling up and filling up to where when I had it all in me, I wanted to go tell everybody about it. Michael, and I can tell how passionate you are about it, and that's why I wanted you to I wanted you to speak to that. So anyone out there, if you need a sermon along with your cup of coffee, <laughs> I know the place to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but but unless you ask for it, it's never going to happen. So so again, I just want to say it's just such a welcoming environment. Yes, and and uh, that is just uh, that's that's so awesome to be able to, uh, you know what? And, and I would say, I would say in that we you and I have had two or three conversations now. Um, the thing that I find from you that comes the strongest from you really is there, there is a, a, a love and an acceptance that comes from, that comes from you for the community, for, for my particular situation, for people that you see that, that need help. And, and when, when you said what you did before that, you know, Hey, just come as you are. I mean, that's, that's what I get. That's what I get from you. Right. That, and, and that's what I think that anyone that comes in, even, you know, the, the guy, uh, Jordan, that's behind your, uh, you know, that's your manager there behind, you know, making the coffee and yeah. the different people that everyone has such a, a, 
it, just a gentle spirit about them. So, you know, we've been told that we, uh, we hire really well. A lot of, you know, you, you, you go through people, you know, but the people that stick with us are always really good employees, good hearted people and people from different backgrounds too. When I talk about diversity, I mean, my employees in themselves are all, you know, from different backgrounds and different lifestyles, but together they all get along really well. They work really well together and they share the same love to the community that I share. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's uh, just, just fantastic. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit while we, you know, we, we have an opportunity. We're talking about the things that are, that are taking place at your coffee shop. Uh, we have the, the, the Friday night music. Mm-hmm. Now is the, is the comedy night going to be constant? Yeah, so it'll eventually turn into every Thursday night. Okay. Right now, we're gonna look, we're looking at every other Thursday. So not next Thursday, but the Thursday after that, we're gonna have another one. Uh, and then the more we get that traction building up, and the more Danny Minch uh, is a local comedian, he's gonna bring in more comedians. He brought one in last week. He's gonna bring more people down uh, from San Francisco, people from L.A. Oh wow! Oh and cool! So yeah, Danny's really an awesome guy, man. He's worked for Comedy Central and you know all over the world. And oh, he's got sweet. a lot of good connections. So he's going to bring different comedians in. And once we get the traction, it will be every Thursday. That's the goal. Well, I, I look forward I look forward to that uh, for sure, just to see that. And yeah. again, what a great place just to be able to know that, hey, we got a third. And again, on this, there used to be some stuff downtown. Yeah. You know, that, that happened in the downtown area. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and there still may be, I don't know. Uh, but to have something that, you know, uh, you know, out here in, in the North end is, is going to be nice. Yeah. And then we have the music on Friday nights yeah. and then, um, our, our family support group is going to be on. And if you don't mind, I'd like to say just a few words about that. Yeah. Yeah. It is going to be on, on Wednesday. Yeah. It's going to be on Tuesday nights, Tuesday nights. That's we're, what yeah, that's right. We're going to be on, on Tuesday nights and that's just going to be, a, uh, it's, it's going to be a, it's not a 12 step program. Uh, it's not affiliated with any recovery center. Uh, it's going to be facilitated by by counselors uh, and or uh, uh, other family members, like like uh, probably my, my wife and myself will be facilitating. You know, one of the weeks, but we're going to rotate that through. So it'll be a different person there. We're just going to be talking about different topics in the recovery world. So yeah. you know, so you know, hey, well, what are you know, what are some signs of addiction if? You know, you don't know. You think that maybe you're uh, that that uh, you have a loved one or you're uh, a, a, a teenager or adolescent in your home, and you just want to know. Well, you know, wh- what does it look like? You yeah. know, wh- what could what could be? Well, that might be one of our topics. Uh, we might talk about codependency. What does codependency, uh, you know, look like in our families? You know, what is, you know, what's what's the difference in 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 loving someone and enabling somebody? You know, yeah. what does that look like in a, in a relationship? So, so every week we'll have a different topic and we'll talk about that. And, and you've uh, so graciously offered to also facilitate one of our meetings. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to see that happen. So, uh, again, I see uh, different things coming up. Uh, it looks like you're only going to have a Monday, Wednesday, and a Sunday night left to fill after a while. Yeah. I think I actually just locked in a uh, Wednesday night, Wednesday night as well for a while. I don't know how long that'll be, but uh, celebrate recovery. will be, uh, doing something on a Wednesday night also, I believe. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Now talk, do, do you know enough about celebrate recovery to speak to what, to what they do and what their I, mission cel- is? Yeah. Well, celebrate recovery is a, uh, is a faith-based, uh, uh, 
uh, recovery program. Uh, started with Rick Warren, uh, I believe, out of uh, uh, Southern California, and uh, and right now Todd Harris, uh, who we we both a mutually, good friend of ours, yeah, right? right. Uh, he he's the one that actually oversees all these Celebrate Recoveries throughout the Central Valley right now, right? Um, which he also has his own nonprofit uh, organization as well, right? Right, yeah, uh, uh, T- TLC. TLC, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, and he's a great, he's a great, yeah, and that's how I understand it. It's kind of like a faith-based 12-step program. It's very, it is. Yeah, it, 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 is. it, it runs in, in, locks, in lockstep with, uh, with, with AA and NA, but it, but it services all different types of addictions, not just alcohol or, or drugs. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It, you know, it, it can have to do with the sexual thing, you know, just every type of addiction, whatever it is, right. it deals with it, and it takes Scripture out for their 12 steps, so they're using uh, uh, Bible Scripture for each one of their steps that they that you go through in that 12-step right. program. Right, and uh, by the way, t- Todd is also going to be one of our facilitators, so he's going to be in, in our cycle that'll be happening on Tuesday night, too. Yeah. Hey, so... Dude, you're going to see a lot of us around there. I love Where's it. <laughs> that's what. That's why I did all this. This is what it's all for. And uh, I, I'm really uh, grateful to the community, first off, for seeing something in my wife and I to allow us to be here. We're only here because of the support that we've had. And, uh, and we're grateful to those who have uh, heard my heart, people like yourself, people like Todd Harris, Jill Hansen. Uh, you know, Eric Hansen, you know, uh, everybody at the recovery summit that we just had last week, you know, they, everybody's hearts are where my heart is and they want to come out and support that. And I just, am so grateful. You know, I gotta say one of the, one of the greatest things about, about the recovery community. And so one of the, one of the greatest things about, uh, uh, boy, it's, it's hard to say that there's anything good that can come out of my, out of my son's addiction. Mm -hmm. And, and his loss, but I have to say that the the love and the support, um, just just the wonderful hearts of of people that are part of this uh, community, uh, is just so loving and so accepting. And you know, and and, and maybe maybe a, a part of that is that uh, so many so many people that 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 come through the recovery center we understand what what brokenness is yeah uh we understand what it's like to feel so much pain right that that you're willing to do the worst things in your life and 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 because that pain we experience some of the worst things in in our in our life uh then the people that I get to meet that are in recovery, and I consider myself certainly in recovery through my the grief of losing my of, of my son, and being part of that, being part of that community now, uh, what I what I get to experience on the other side of that is just this overwhelming sense of love and acceptance. Yeah, that that comes from that community too, right? Yeah. And just what a wonderful, what a wonderful gift that that is. So, so as, as I'm, as, as, uh, uh, Michael and I are, are having our discussion today and we're talking about this community. If, if you haven't had an opportunity to, to, it, to engage, uh, with us, man, here's a perfect place. Mm. Here's a perfect place to do it. And, and I'm going to say this, you don't, you don't have to have had struggles of, 
with it with drugs with alcohol or or other addictions that doesn't have to be your story for you to be able to come out and experience some of this love and and uh that that we have that we have to share. Um, I would also say that uh, as part of the mission of our foundation in ending the stigma of addiction, having uh, having a place like this where we can come in and it may not be uncommon to hear people talking about, especially on a on on one of the sober nights mm-hmm. or at one of the meeting nights, uh, you, you know, b- being able to talk freely uh, a about what substance use uh, disorder, what that looks like, uh, uh, changing the discussion around it where it's not hidden and, and where we're just talking about it openly, having some nights where where the community can come in, you know, what a great idea. Maybe, you know, one of our nights on our meeting, we'll just, it's just going to be an open forum night. Just come in and ask your questions. Yeah. You know, people people have questions they want to know, and, and, and it's, you know, it hasn't been real comfortable yeah. to talk about those things. You know, and, and I, I believe that our format, at least there on a Tuesday night, could be could be that could be that place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you uh, I'm, I'm glad you said the breaking break the stigma because I'm looking at the sticker on the back of your computer right here that says it. And uh, and that is that stigma behind addiction is what dro- I believe to be what drove me to actually try to take my own life because my wife had found out about my addiction that I had hidden from her for our whole relationship. And when she found out about it, I was so ashamed. Uh, and, uh, at the time I was in a, you know, in a wheelchair, I was, I had spinal damage at the time. And, uh, and instead of dealing with this, with it, because I was afraid of the stigma of admitting that I had this addiction, I tried to take my own life. Oh, And just you, know, you and again, knowing you now, and what a beautiful soul, and 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 I think about I think about all the other beautiful souls that may have went down that that same path because they didn't feel able to have that discussion. They weren't able to to talk about it, and we, and we just want to change that. We just want to change that. You know what? Uh, in the beginning, when I first. Uh came into the church, uh, a minister, not, not with any he- bad heart, and I don't believe he meant it in this way, but he, I was telling my testimony all the time, anybody I could talk to. I wanted everybody to know who I once was and now who I am. And uh, he had pulled me to the side, and he said that I need to stop telling my story to everybody. Mm. And uh, I don't believe mm. he meant it in a, in, a, in a bad way, but I still got at that point, it kind of got in my head like, well, what's wrong with it? I thought I was supposed to. And it was, uh, it's still that stigma mentality yes. that, that people are trying to keep you away from talking about, especially in our area of town too. Let's be honest about it where we right. live right here. It's, right. Right. Yeah. The, the newest data that I read that I've read recently is that, one out of every 10 people suffer from substance use disorder, mm. from addiction. One out of every 10. Wow. So think about your coworkers. If you're in an office with 30 people, then three of you in that office suffer from substance use disorder. Yeah. That's, that's the medical diagnosis for, for addiction now. Yeah. If you've known an addict in your life 
think about the impact that that's had on their family, mm. on the spouse, on the children, on their coworkers at work, mm-hmm. on the person that was hit in the DUI accident and killed, on their family. And then you tell me how many people, one out of 10, affects in the general population. Wow. It's, it's a multiplicity effect. Wow. Right? Yeah. And that effect continues to grow as long as we don't tell our stories. Yeah. Right? As yeah. long as we don't, as long as we don't share, what's the word I hear from, from people that go to meetings all the time, sharing our, our hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? So that, that's, that's, the, that's the message that we have to, that we have to share. And for, for people that, that don't have addiction directly in their families and that are listening to this, that's the purpose of this podcast, is about just sharing with you that we can have this discussion. Sharing with you that, that there are places in town that you can go, that you can find help, that you can find someone to talk to. You know, and, and I, I guarantee it, if you go to, to Michael's shop at the Mug, uh, there's a, a community board there, and you're going to find my card on the board, and you're going to find information. You're also going to find uh, a lot of other people that you can reach out to. And there's always going to be a, a multiple of people that you can always reach out to and talk to. Yeah, yeah, right? there's, yeah there's always resources there on, yeah. my, on my counter, uh, up on the bookshelves over there where I got my hats displayed. There's always somebody's information, whether it be Celebrate Recovery, Zachary Horton Foundation, My Time Recovery. There's always something up there. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, Michael, I cannot thank you enough for just what you're doing for the community, giving us, giving a forum uh, uh, for for this kind of uh of growth. And, and before I end today, I I always uh, give my guests an opportunity. If, if you have one final message that you can leave our, our audience with today, what, what would you want to share with them? I'm going to stick with that breaking the stigma. Talk about who you are. Talk to somebody about what you're going through because it is fear that holds us back from, from that change. And there's more people like us than there isn't. If you just speak out, you're going to learn that there's somebody that, that is right there in front of you for you that can help you through it. So my, my last message would just be to speak up, use your voice. And if you're afraid to talk to anybody, uh, reach out to one of these programs that we've mentioned. Reach out to Jim. Reach out to myself. Come to the mug. Come to the mug and say, hey, Michael, can I speak to you? I don't know you but I heard you and I want to say something and I'll take you to the side into a room and, and we'll talk. Awesome. You talk. I listen. Awesome. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, uh, as always today, uh, find someone in your life that you care about, go to them, tell them that you love them. I'm Zach's dad. This has been an episode of Zach's life. Thank you so much for listening. For more info on our foundation and for addiction resources, visit ZacharyHortonFoundation.org or check us out on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a story to tell and want to be a guest on our podcast, email me directly at jim at ZacharyHortonFoundation.org.